At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, presented by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care providers of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you today after Charlotte's 121-118 win over the Indiana Pacers here at the Hive to cap off a perfect 4-0 homestand, which may have been a little too close for comfort, but we'll get to that here in a few. However, the Hornets don't have much time to savor this one as we have a game tonight to talk about. The Hornets are in Atlanta to take on the Hawks, so we'll preview that one, and we'll look back at last night's game as well, of course. And oh, by the way, the Hornets are on a five-game winning streak. What does this winning streak mean for the Hornets? What does it mean moving forward? We've got all that covered baseline to baseline on today's edition of the HHC. And I say we because I'm joined by lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Purley. Sam, good to have you. I feel like it's been a while since we've A, been able to chat here on the Hornets Hivecast, and B, see you in person. I guess it's mostly because the Hornets have been home for a few games. Yeah, absolutely. I can't remember the last time I was on. I think I did a lot of those. I think I did three of the four losses on the road trip so there is no silver linings it's not a silver linings edition i'm happy to be here i'm happy to come after a win and happy to be in person so as always thank you for having me let's go ahead and recap this one real quick the hornets led this one early thanks to getting to the foul line 12 times in the first quarter keep in mind on wednesday's game against washington charlotte did not attempt a free throw until the second half lamella ball had nine points early as charlotte led it 27 22 after one quarter of play and then the hornets really got rolling in the second quarter indiana ripped off an 8-0 run to tie the game at 37 but charlotte then closed the second quarter on a 26-9 run thanks to LaMelo Ball. Martin up the far sideline. Shovel pass. LaMelo Ball throws on the brakes. Dancing. Step back. Three. It bottoms up. LaMelo Ball a 19-point half. Mello finished the first half with a blackjack 21, and the Hornets led it 63-48 at the break. The second half got real interesting real fast. Charlotte led it by as many as 25, but the Pacers closed the quarter on an 11-2 run to make it 98-85 Hornets. From there, everything just kind of seemed to go Indiana's way. Rick Carlisle benched his starters early in the third quarter, and the Pacers racked up 78 bench points as former Hornet Jeremy Lamb went for 23 points there. Down the stretch, Sam, it got really dicey really quickly. The Hornets were up double digits with under four. Four minutes to go and somehow just almost seemed to squander the lead away. There were a couple of turnovers late there, but you know, a strong defensive stand at the end of regulation. The Hornets walk away with a 121 to 118 win. Gordon Hayward said it after the game. A couple other players said it after the game. A win is a win, and you just got to kind of move on to the next one. Yeah, win's a win, and sometimes you look back, and the first thing I thought about, and it's kind of ironic, is what James Borrego said before the game, and he was being asked about a different game, and it said, you know, I'd love to have learning experiences and learning 
through wins, and that is exactly what this game was. A huge learning experience wrapped around a win, thankfully. I think a lot of it had to do with a couple things. You know, this team has not been used to playing with a 25-point lead in the second half. They're learning how to close games. There's a different manner in which you have to close a game in terms of you're up a couple possessions or it's a one-possession game in the final minutes, and then knowing how to hold on to a 25-point lead with 17 minutes left. It's not the easiest thing in the world. You see those leads kind of slip away all the time. Um, and also thinking to the Pacers made a pretty they kind of went with it we've got nothing to lose maneuver emptied the benches put in a lot of guys that were fresh that had not played that were probably hungry for rotation minutes and they rolled with it I mean Jeremy Lamb was really good Goga Batazzi was great TJ McConnell Tory Craig Brad Wanamaker O'Shea Brissett was in there O'Shea Brissett was plus 20 and didn't score a point so really impressive performance by the Indiana Reserves for sure to get claw back into this one and thankfully when it was all said and done the Hornets were one play better one shot better and, and walked away with the fifth straight win the Pacers went on a 21 to 5 run to finish the game. Gordon Hayward kind of echoed the statements of what you just said Sam after the game last night. A win is a win. So I think first first and foremost we take the win. It's good to get a win before you go out on the road. I think you do treat it as a learning experience. A tale of two halves really. How we played in the first half and in the second quarter and third quarter there I thought was really was really good. And then obviously not as not as good you know, when they made the sub, but I mean, you got to credit those guys. They kind of mucked up the game a little bit, trapped, made it unorthodox, and we just have to be better at handling that. So like I said, credit to them, but certainly something we can learn and get better at. Sam, the thing that kind of irks me here, and obviously, you know, you try to relish a win and you try to accept that, yeah, this is great. You know, five straight wins, Hornets now improving to double digit wins on the season and whatnot. But the thing that irked me was the Hornets had 17 turnovers and you look at 17 turnovers and you're like, yeah, that's kind of a lot. But then you kind of put it into perspective a little bit. When I was looking at the box score at halftime and Sam Farber and I talked about this on our halftime show, the Hornets had one turnover in the first half. So that tells me I'm not a math minor or a math major by any means, but 17 minus one is 16. So 16 second half turnovers. The Hornets had seven of those in the third quarter. That's just too much. Yeah, the turnovers, as impressive as they were in the first half, I think they got right in where the midway in the, the third quarter to kind of slip away and you have a little bit. And it's just it's one of those things, young teams, it's hard to close out wins, whether you're up 25 or you're up 10 or you're you know leading by five with a minute left. It's hard to win in this league. And you, you kind of take a step back. And if uh, that's the right approach is winning is what's most important. You found a way to get the win. That's what ultimately matters. And you have got a great teaching tool for your head coach, James Borrego, and say, guys, it doesn't matter if we're up 30 or if we're up one we have to play the same way. And I think I think LaMelo Ball, and I'm not sure if you'll play the quote or not, but he had a really good saying at the end of it. It's a team that plays so fast and so up-tempo and to get out to the lead they did, it's hard to flip the switch sometimes. It's hard. Do, you, do we keep playing the way we've been playing and just keep trying to pour it on for 17 minutes? Or do you get into more of a half-court offense and try and slow things down? Or do you keep doing what you have been doing? And it's it's kind of hard to find the balance sometimes because what you're asking to do is such a swing and you still have you know 17 minutes of game left so again I said this when I walked in is like this this had this had the shades of the Zach Levine game from two years ago written all over it that's what it felt like thankfully there was no Zach Levine in the building and like I said they found a way to win and that's what's most important you learn from it and you move on Sam is either a reading my mind or b took a sneak peek at my computer or hacked my computer before he came in because that's what I was gonna play here's what LaMelo Ball said after last night's game about what it's like trying to flip the switch and personally this is something I didn't even think about yeah it's kind of tough being up 20 years don't know if you want to you know running gun teams so you don't know if you want to keep going or you want to slow down a little so i feel like we just gotta pick watch and then 
we go on from there. Sam, like I mentioned, I don't think I've ever really thought of it that way. I guess my mindset is, you know, if you're up 20, you should be up 20 the entire game. I mean, obviously, that's just a little bit too much to ask, especially in the way that the NBA works and three-point shooting and the way that we see all of these comebacks. I mean, heck, just opening night against the same team, we saw the Hornets erase a 24-point deficit or 23-point deficit on a 24-0 to run to start the third quarter. So anything can happen in this league for sure. But that is something that I just didn't even remotely think about was this team is just always go, 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 or has that mentality of go, and then all of a sudden you're up 25. Okay, well, do we want to run out some clock? Do we want to run some half-court sets and take some time off this 24-second shot clock and the game clock as well? Or do we just want to keep going pedal to the metal? And oh, by the way, we're on the first night of a back-to-back too, so we got to think about saving our legs a little bit moving forward for tomorrow's game against Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a little bit of a. I hadn't really thought about that before. And there, I think you got to find the balance. You got to find a balance between playing smart and then also doing what you do. Don't get away from your identity and, and play into something different. But there were certain situations, I think, at the end of the those fi- last couple minutes. It doesn't matter whether you play slow or you play fast, you know, shot clock stuff knowing when to make kind of those risky passes and knowing when to, guys, it's time to just kind of sit on this a little bit. Let's be smart. Let's run some clock and things like that. And again, it all, we'll say it probably 10 more times, it's learning experience. It's a learning experience and it's a learning experience that's wrapped in a win So or the other way around. But yeah, I think a little bit, there's some time and score situational stuff that you look back on and say, you know, we got this much time on the shot clock. You know, let's make sure we're moving the ball a little bit more. So it's about finding that balance. Make sure don't get away from what you're doing, but also make sure that you're not putting yourself in position where you're leaving the door open for Indiana, which is exactly what happened at the end of this one. When it's all said and done, a win is a win is a win is a win. Charlotte wins it 121-118 to 118 over the Indiana Pacers, who are, by the way, just not very good on the road. Only two wins on the road this season, but to their credit, they have only played mostly road games, have the most road games played so far in the association, even surpassing Charlotte, believe it or not. But at any rate, the Hornets win it 121-118 to 118 on home court, a perfect 4-0 homestand, five straight wins, improving to 10-7 and seven, thanks to a game-high 32 points by LaMelo Ball. That is also a season high for LaMelo so far. Of course, with that kind of performance, we'll talk a lot about LaMelo here in our next segment. We will hand out our gold stars of last night's win here on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Rob Longo and Sam Hurley of Hornets.com with you here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. And Sam, it's time to hand out our gold stars. As being the guest of honor, I will, of course, let you have first pick, and I am sure it's pretty obvious. My gold star, which I guess is what we do in lieu of silver linings. So silver linings and this lost is something, gold stars. Yes, this and is something wins. that we've. This is something that <laughs> Sam Farber and I have kind of picked up is gold stars and wins and silver linings and losses. All right, good to know. Lamella Ball. I thought he was tremendous tonight. I think he had a couple hiccups at the end of the game, but overall, just magnificent performance. Thirty-two points, a season high. Was really, really aggressive in the opening half with the scoring. I want to say he had twenty-one points in the first half, which is the most he's ever had in the first half in his career. Eleven rebounds, eight assists. Had a couple, a lot of deflections. 
sections. It was really, really active, really kind of controlled the game. You know, wouldn't let a couple hiccups at the end or anything like that kind of take away from a really, really stellar performance and shot really efficiently with well. 12 of 22, 4 of 9 from 3, perfect from the line. So he will be the recipient of my first ever gold star given away on the podcast. Ball with numbers. Flips to Hayward. Right back to LaMelo. Runner. No, he'll give it off to Bridges. One more pass to Hayward. Extra one. Martin. Kick to the corner. Ball. Corner. Three. Yes, sir! Everyone's fingerprints on that possession. And it ends with a triple. The reason I picked that highlight there, Sam, was just because I thought that play was it encapsulated the entire mentality that the Hornets had last night. Everybody in the front court there offensively got their hand on that possession, just swinging the ball round and round. I mean, it started with LaMelo ball and ended with LaMelo ball. So I really enjoyed that play. I thought it was just a great team basketball play by everybody involved obviously finding that open man drive kick swing is something that the Hornets really really harp on and that was just a perfect example of it for my gold star though I'm kind of torn I am going to go with Cody Martin though McDaniels attacks kicks Martin passes on the corner three he'll drive tried to dunk it on Bataze oh no throws it down on top of Goga Bataze yeah, and it eventually <laughs> it was not the best of highlights, I suppose, because Cody Martin, I don't know what he said. I don't think he said a whole lot, but he had a nice little stare down there, and he got a technical for it. So Cody Martin's going to be $2,000 in the red after that one for getting fined for that technical. But at any rate, 12 points for Cody Martin last night, four rebounds, five assists, one block. He was a plus four out there on the floor, Sam. And when I looked at halftime, he was a plus 17. So that just kind of goes to show that he was out there in kind of crunch time in the second half he ended up playing 27 minutes so he was relied heavily down the stretch to kind of put a stop in that momentum that the Pacers had moving forward and he did with a couple of defensive stops late as well I mean he's been playing great lately it's not just this game it's been the last this whole season really I mean the shooting's been coming along the defense is coming along he's been really great ball handler getting big rebounds getting steals I mean he's kind of doing it all and you know he's one of those guys that's really kind of not only developed but has bought into his role he can kind of do a little bit of everything you know is isn't going to he can get you some offense he can get you a little bit of this a little bit of that and kind of really fills in the gaps nicely for this team when they need him most so yeah I thought he was great tonight and he's been great all season it's been really really a nice developmental jump from his second to third season here with the Hornets one of the things that's really impressed me with Cody too is his three-point shooting he was five and seven from the floor he only took one three last night but he was able to can it as well but you know moving forward Sam obviously five game winning streak it's great to see the way that you can look at this maybe kind of two ways the the one way is, all right, well, that wipes out the five-game losing streak that the Hornets had when it started here at home against Cleveland and then when they went out to the West Coast. But at the same time, the way I look at it, Sam, was that five-game losing skid, yeah, you don't want to lose five in a row, obviously, but that was against some really tough Western Conference competition and the Cavs were playing great basketball. Unfortunately for Cleveland, I don't know if they're going to be able to kind of maintain that as it was reported yesterday that Colin Sexton's going to miss the rest of the season with a torn meniscus after he had to undergo knee surgery. But at any rate, the way I look at this winning streak, Sam, is a couple of different things. Obviously, you get those five games back that you lost, but this gets you momentum going forward for what is ends up being a really tough road trip once again. Seven of the next eight games for the Hornets are on the road. They got to go to Atlanta. They got to go to Washington. They got to go to Orlando. I mean, those games are winnable. Don't get me wrong, but there's still, you got to go on the road for seven of the next eight. And there's an instance where it is like tonight where they're home for one game and then they go on the road for the second night of a back-to-back. That's going to happen again next week, a week from now. So that's another thing that I'm looking at. But 
for me personally, the thing that I really enjoy about this five-game winning streak is that the players are obviously bought in. James Borrego has his rotation set. Knock on wood, the only injury you have right now is P.J. Washington, and he is very close to getting back. To me, this shows that this team already has its identity. That's something that James Borrego talked about a lot last year was trying to find an identity for the team. The Hornets have that now. They know who they are. They want to go play up-tempo. They want to go play fast, and they have their pieces set. So with that said, this allows the roster to have some clarity. When you're on a losing streak, when you are in the beginning of the season, you're looking for some rhythm, it is very easy to just kind of try to grab whatever and throw it at the wall and see what sticks. It's very easy to say, okay, we have a guy that's a lottery pick in James Booknight. We traded up back into the first round to get a guy like Kai Jones. Maybe these guys can help us right away. That's not the case this year. The Hornets do not need these young rookies like they needed a guy like LaMelo Ball last year. Obviously, LaMelo Ball is on an absolutely different level than some of those guys. But at the same time, Sam, this allows guys like JT Thor, Kai Jones, and James Booknight to get some seasoning up in Greensboro. I mean, last night we were talking about it before we started recording the podcast that we thought for sure those guys would have gotten recalled and been on the bench for last night's game here in Charlotte. Instead, they stayed in Greensboro. James Booknight had a really good game. He finishes with a game high 27 points and ends up with nine rebounds as well he shot lights out 11 of 22 a couple of steals as well but it allows those guys that are not getting playing time here at the big league club to go down into the g league to develop and not necessarily you know making an impact on the major league roster right now but then you know you give them a year or two and they end up like a cody martin who can just kind of plug in and play because cody martin is a perfect example of some g league success yeah, absolutely. I mean, lots to unpack there. Yeah, first off, I would yeah, talk about... Yeah, I got about, on a little bit of a rant. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's all good stuff. It's great. Yeah, I think it's, you know, two quick things. One, on the identity. I mean, that's that's not just a this season thing. This is something you've been kind of building the last couple years since you got these guys in. And the more you kind of work together, the more you build over the last couple years, it, this is when it starts to kind of find its its form. And it's great to kind of know what your identity is 17 games into the season. Now, it's can you maintain your identity and keep it going every single night and being consistent with it? And yeah, it's a luxury to be able to develop your first round rookies and, and JT Thor and some of your young guys in the G League, you know, and get those reps, you know, because it's just through no fault of their own, you know, other guys have just stepped up that have been in the league a little bit longer and they're like Cody Martin's taking advantage of those minutes and, you know, it's it's all part of the process and you've seen it's paid off. It's paid off for Jalen, it's paid off for Cody Martin, it paid off for Devontae Graham, Dwayne Bacon here, Caleb Martin as well, so it's a sign and it's a testament to the culture and the organization that James Borrego and Mitch Kupchak and all those guys have kind of put together and the process they've built. And the other thing too is when you talk about the five game winning streak, I really felt like the season started to, I know it's still early, but I felt like kind of the turning point was the Sacramento loss. I know that that was only the third in the five game losing streak, but I felt like there was real growth in the Clipper game and then the Laker game because the Clipper game, I think they were up nine with like six minutes left. I mean, they're very much in the game and then the Clippers just tore off that 22 nothing run and that's turned out to be the Clippers are ended up winning something like seven or eight in a row. And then Laker game too, you took that, you hit big shots down the stretch. You took it to overtime. You weathered a big run by the Lakers, and you kind of put it all together in Memphis. You come home. You beat a really good Knicks team. You beat a really good Golden State Warrior team. You beat an East leading Wizards team, and then you find a way to beat Indiana. You give yourself enough cushion to kind of weather some mishaps late in the game, and you find yourself and get big plays when you needed to. So, and then all of a sudden you got five straight wins. So you just kind of keep it going. And I think the biggest thing, most important thing about the win streak is you went 4-0 at home because you got to win the home games. Because like you said, there's a lot of road games coming up. Take advantage of this home crowd. Take advantage of being in front of your fans. And I want to say, I looked this up today, this is the first time the Hornets have swept a homestand of more than four games since 2010. 
So going undefeated on a homestand, that's four games and more. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure. But yeah, winning's fun, so just keep on rolling. Winning is fun indeed. We've already done our gold stars for last night's 121-118 to 118 win over the Indiana Pacers. I'm going to throw a quick one here at you, Sam. A gold star during this winning streak, who would you give it out to in terms of somebody on this roster? It, it can be a repeat if you want to go with LaMelo Ball again. I will not deter you from that because, A, I'm hoping that it is LaMelo Ball because, B, I have somebody else in mind and I don't want you to take him. During this win streak, that's got to be one person? Yeah, Rob rules are in effect. You know, why don't, why don't you go first and then circle it back to me? Give okay. me a second to think. Okay, well then, with that said, I will go with Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward has just been, he has been great during this win streak. It also started with that game in Memphis, 25 points against Memphis, 22 against the Knicks, had a little bit of a lower role in the Golden State and Washington's game. He still did have 10 points against Golden State, and he finishes with eight against the Wizards, but that was kind of a game where Gordon, you know, he was consistent and he did a couple of other different things. I mean, he had some big rebounds, you know, he didn't turn the ball over a whole lot. And then last night as well, he finishes with 25 points, four rebounds, three assists, and goes to the foul line seven times, which is something that he mentioned several times before the game about how the way that he gets going is getting an easy shot early, his teammates getting him involved, and then getting to the foul line early and often as well. That is his recipes for success offensively, and it showed last night in a 25-point win. So I am going with Gordon Hayward for my gold star on this five-game winning streak. Try saying that three times fast. But who do you have for your gold star, Sam, now that I gave you a couple of moments to think? So I'm going to go with Terry Rozier. I think he had a slow start to the season. It wasn't the Terry that we've seen before. He had the two ankle sprains, and he came back, and I think things were kind of moving. Teams already kind of on a roll, and things are moving. It's kind of hard maybe to find your spot, and there's a lot more talent on the roster. It's a little bit deeper than it was last season, so the shots aren't necessarily there as they were to the degree they last year. But I think Terry's kind of found a groove a little bit during this win streak. I like what James Borrego has done, staggering him into the second unit and making him that secondary or that primary ball handler with the secondary unit gets him a little bit more shots. He obviously he hit some big shots in that Golden State game, 18 points against the Knicks. I thought he had a couple big shots in the end of that Wizards game to kind of when they felt like they were creeping up a little bit. He had a couple tough jumpers down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Only had 10 points last night, but overall it's starting to kind of come around. I like how the Hornets are utilizing him as that secondary ball handler. And, you know, he's going to find his, his rhythm. You know, we're, we're seeing glimpses of Terry time. I think it's only a matter of Terry time until we see, you know, a 30 point game or something. We're really kind of something we got really used to seeing last year. It could happen as early as tonight because the Hornets are back in action in Atlanta to take on the Hawks following a 121-118 win last night here at Spectrum Center over the Indiana Pacers. We'll preview the matchup here next on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Now a steal. Ball ahead to Gordon Hayward. Hayward up against Turner. Takes the bump. Right hand lay-in is good. Timeout, Indiana. LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward leading the way last night at Spectrum Center, combining for what ended up being 57 points in a 121-118 win over the Indiana Pacers. Rob Longo and Sam Purley of Hornets.com with you today here on the Hornets Hivecast. And Sam, like I mentioned, we got a game tonight. You were kind of the back-to-back specialist on the Hornets Hivecast last season, the first night of a back-to-back 
back. So you're back in that role again today. In our preparation, taking a look at tonight's game against Atlanta, it's a little bit of an odd situation because when you think about it, the Hornets have seen every other divisional opponent so far this season. This is the first time that we are seeing the Hawks, the first of four, of course, and it is in Atlanta. Last season when the Hornets played in Atlanta, LaMelo Ball had his first career triple-double. So we hope for more of the same for tonight's game. But when you take a look at this matchup, what stands out to you mostly? Yeah, it's been a interesting season for the Hawks coming off that big Eastern Conference Finals run. And then maybe there's a little bit of, I don't know if hangover is the word, but it's not, it kind of felt a little bit like kind of going through all that and getting back. They still haven't really found their footing yet this year. Seven and nine, they've won three straight. They're on a five-game homestand right now. They're six and one at home, by the way. They've only, only lost is to Utah. And they're coming off, they haven't played since Wednesday. So they're going to be nice and fresh. Fifth in offense, 20 28th in defense. The defense has kind of been the challenge for Atlanta right now. I think that's an area where the Hornets really need to kind of capitalize, get some early points. Last year, they got up to 18th and really kind of led their charge through the end of the season into the playoffs. Big glaring injury for them right now is DeAndre Hunter. He's not going to play. Uh, he's been a real fine for them. I should say fine. He's a fourth overall pick, but he's really kind of nicely developed. Um, he's out with a wrist injury. Got a couple guys, Bogdanovich, Kevin Herter, Danilo Gallinari, Clint Capella, kind of a little off right now, but I think you've got a few more guys. Like Trey Young is playing really, really well right now, quietly shooting the best he ever has in his career. Cam Reddish is playing really well, and John Collins is playing really well. So very, very talented Atlanta Hawks team. It, the talent is not the issue there. I think it's more of just kind of getting it all clicking at once and making sure everybody's kind of you're spreading the wealth out a little bit. So it's going to be a tough matchup. Don't let the record deceive you that it's 7-9. They're playing well right now. They're obviously hungry to get back to where they were last year. It's going to be a real tough matchup, especially coming off a game last night for the Hornets. Yeah, I mean, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth a little bit, but this is an Atlanta team that I don't think you can, obviously, you don't take them lightly. I mean, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, but they're one of those teams where their record does not reflect how good they are. Last year, Atlanta was off to a, not a very good start. I mean, they fired the coach, and then Nate McMillan comes in, and then they go 27-11 and 11 under Nate McMillan when he was the interim coach. Of course, that interim tag has since been lifted heading into this season, but Atlanta just seems like one of those teams that is always going to start off a little bit slower. The thing that I look at, and you mentioned it too, is how, yeah, they're a top five team in the association in offensive rating, but the third worst in defensive rating. I'm interested to see how that shakes out because, you know, we know the Hornets can score a lot of points and we know that they can put a lot of numbers up on a scoreboard, but I think the fact that the Hornets have played really good defense the last couple of games, albeit outside those couple of runs in the second half that the Indiana bench players were able to rip off, have played really well. And I think it's one of those instances where you always say defense wins championships. If the Hawks are really, they're not shooting as effectively as they normally are right now. You mentioned how, you know, Gallinari and Kevin Herter are kind of in that situation where they just aren't playing very well right now. The ball is not falling into the hoop. I mean, if you look at the way that this winning streak has gone for the Hornets, you know, New York is not a great three-point shooting team. They've relied on it, I think, a little bit too much. You take a look, Steph Curry did not shoot the three ball very well here at Spectrum Center, and the Wizards were just terrible from beyond the arc. So when is it at a point that these are just coincidences, or are the Hornets playing really good three-point defense? I think it's the latter rather than the former. Yeah, the defense is definitely trending upward. I think you start maybe with that fourth quarter of the Memphis game. I think it carried over into the Knicks game 
except for the first quarter and the Nick game wasn't great, but you did end up holding them to 96 points. Warriors game, it was tremendous. Wizards game, you held them to 87 points. And for the first two and a half quarters of the Indiana game, you played good enough defense to put yourself in position to ultimately win the game. Second half overall, kind of a side. So you certainly see it kind of clicking. I think James Borrego spoke about it after practice on Thursday that it's not necessarily doing anything different than they were during the season. It's just starting to kind of click and gel a little bit more. I think they're being really disruptive. I think they're creating a lot of deflections. I believe they're top three in points off turnovers. I mean, that's where you got to make the defenses, get forced turnovers and get out and run in transition. So yeah, it's starting to click. And if they want to be... I think I look at it right now, they are 10th in opposing three-point percentage right now at 33.1%. Just looked it up. So obviously top 10, you know, is it some defense? Is a team sometimes just not hitting shots? You know, maybe somewhere in between, but I think the Hornets are making it tough on other teams right now defensively, and it's giving their, not only is it fuel their offense, but it's it's kind of helping them to avoid some of these early holes that plagued them to start the season. Real quick, as we put a button on this one here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, a player to watch could be for the Hornets, could be for the Hawks, could be one of each. I will leave that up to you, Sam Perley. My, I would like to see in this game, I'm, I'm curious, I think, just kind of overall how the team is going to respond. I think there's a there's an element of you could walk away from that Indiana game and feel kind of like you lost a little bit because you it, just the manner and you were so close to kind of enduring this really kind of brutal loss. I want to see how the team responds. Hey, we won this game. We learn from it. We move on. Let's set the tone early this one and let's finish it. Let's play a full 48 minutes and, and take this back-to-back, win our sixth straight. So I just kind of want to see, that's what I want to watch is see how this team responds responds from sort of the way the end of the Pacers game transpired wipe it clean we got another one to win let's put together a full 48 minute effort and let's get another one a little bit of a cop out but I'll allow it my player to watch is going to be Terry Rozier just because he was the starter that played the fewest minutes in last night's game he played 23 minutes ended up with 10 points still cold from beyond the arc the shooting was from three-point land still plaguing Terry a little bit but he did go four of nine from the field in general but I want to see how Terry Rozier reacts especially maybe defensively I'm interested to see who draws the defensive assignment on a guy like Trey Young is it going to be LaMelo Ball straight up because of LaMelo's length or is it going to be Terry Rozier who's a little bit more of a lockdown defender. Of course, LaMelo has come up with a ton of steals so far this season. He's one of the top guys in the association and taking away the basketball, but I'm interested to see who can lock down or at least try to lock down Trey Young for a full 48 minutes tonight. We'll see what happens. You can catch all the action at 7.30 on the Hornets Radio Network. Pre-game coverage at 6.30 if you're checking out our flagship station, Sports Radio WFNC, and the game will be televised nationally on NBA TV as well with a 7.30 tip-off. Sam Purley, the lead writer of Hornets.com. Appreciate you stopping by here on the Hornets Hivecast today, live and in person. Live and in person, and after a win, I would love to be down there as many times possible after a win. So more wins, the better. I want to. I want to be on here with gold stars, not silver linings. You did so great today. We'll book you back for Monday's game against Washington. How about that? It sounds good. A reminder, of course, we will have a recap of this one. Myself and Sam Farber will provide you with that one here on tomorrow's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. For Sam Burley, I'm Rob Longo saying so long, and we'll see you tomorrow here on the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.